Hi everyone, this is your week in perspective for April 1st, 2021. The S&P 500, up 1.1%, reached a new milestone this week by topping the 4,000 mark for the first time, although the NASDAQ composite was the outright winner with a 2.6% gain. The Dow Jones Industrial Average also set an all-time high, but it barely ended the week higher, while the Russell 2000 rose 1.5%. The week started on a cautious note after Credit Suisse and Nomura warned of potential substantial losses after one of their clients, reportedly Archegos Capital Management, defaulted on margin calls and was forced to sell more than $20 billion in stock in the prior week. Contagion effects were dismissed by strategists though, and several U.S. banks with Archegos exposure said their losses were immaterial. The rest of the week saw a return of the heavily weighted growth stocks thanks to quarter-end rebalancing and first-of-the-month inflows, a retracement in long-term interest rates, and positive-minded analyst recommendations. The influential information technology, consumer discretionary, and communication services sectors advanced the most this week with gains over 2%. Conversely, the energy, materials, healthcare, and consumer staple sectors closed lower. Cyclical stocks underperformed despite the ISM manufacturing index for March rising 64.7% from 60.8% in February and the conference board's consumer confidence index jumping to 109.7 in March from 90.4 in February. Separately, President Biden unveiled a $2.3 trillion infrastructure spending plan on Wednesday that included increases in corporate taxes to help finance the spending. In addition, the White House press secretary said that the administration will seek another stimulus bill after passing the infrastructure plan. The 10-year yield increased two basis points to 1.68%, although it was flirting with 1.78% earlier in the week. The US dollar index increased 0.2% to 92.90. One of the economic indicators that was mentioned in the week in perspective is the ISM index, which is also referred to as the Purchasing Managers Index, which measures the change in production in the U.S. economy from month to month. Another term that we'll be seeing week to week on these weekend perspectives is the term basis point, which is 0.01%. So there are 100 basis points in a full percentage point. So when we refer to basis point movements in the Treasury yields, for instance, we're talking about a very small percentage move when it's nine or six basis points. That's 0.09 or 0.06%. Another economic indicator that was used in this week's Week in Perspective is the Consumer Confidence Index, which basically measures how optimistic we are as consumers in the US. When there's an increase, we're optimistic about the future. If there's ever a decrease, we would be pessimistic about what's gonna happen in the future. This week's financial planning topic, I wanna to touch on what we call a tax-efficient retirement strategy. So your strategy for withdrawing your retirement assets is just as important as your strategy for accumulating them. Think of your retirement assets in four different buckets. Bucket number one are your retirement accounts, your 401k, 403b, IRA, 457. It's your company plan plus IRAs. The next bucket we call non-retirement accounts. That is any taxable brokerage account that you own, a joint individual trust, etc. And the third bucket 
is gonna be your checking accounts, your main spending account. And then your fourth bucket is your savings account. That's stuff that you push off to the side for emergencies like putting on a new roof, gotta repair your car, gotta buy a new air conditioner at the house, stuff like that. Now, you wanna set up your accounts, all four of these accounts, in a way that you pull your money out needed for monthly expenses in the most tax efficient way possible. Anytime you're taking money out of your retirement accounts, you have to pay ordinary income tax. Uh, the federal government was nice enough to give you tax deferred growth on those. And when it comes to retirement, they say, hey, you gotta take that money out and pay the piper, you gotta pay Uncle Sam. We try to limit withdrawals from that account to what we call your required minimum distribution. So once you reach age 72, the government says, hey, you've had that tax deferral growth long enough, we want our tax money back, and they mandate that you take a portion out every year. Uh, it starts at around 4% and, and grows from there. Now, we only wanna take money out of that account to satisfy those required minimum distributions if you can. The bulk of your monthly spend will then flow from your non-retirement accounts. Those accounts you pay tax every year in the form of capital gains, dividends, and interest. Those accounts flow into your checking account so that you get a paycheck just like when you're working. And obviously the savings account is still part of this equation, so anytime you have unexpected expenses that need to be met, instead of drawing from either your non-retirement accounts or your retirement accounts where taxes and market fluctuations can take effect, you wanna pull from your savings account so that you don't sell into a declining market. It's important to remember that the tax laws are always changing. Uh, in 2017, we had major tax uh, laws change that greatly affected how you will pull out your money from your retirement accounts and how those will be taxed. It is our belief due to the government spending that's gone on in 2020 and projected out into the future with the infrastructure bill and potentially another stimulus package that taxes will most likely be going up in the future. Uh, it's so hard to tell what those increases will look like and which portion, you know, what brackets will change and how much tax you will owe in the future. So we really wanna make sure that this, this machine is fine-tuned and constantly reviewed and updated to take advantage of and plan for any future tax law changes. Once we have set up this tax-efficient retirement strategy, it is an ongoing review of how much we need to pull out of the retirement accounts, pay tax now, reinvest it in the non-retirement accounts for future expenses, the sweet spot for taking distributions from your retirement accounts is between the ages of 59 and a half and 72 when the government says you gotta take out your required minimum distributions. What you would wanna do is look at your income for the year and determine if you can fill some lower tax brackets with some distributions from your retirement accounts, pay the tax now, and reinvest that into your non-retirement account bucket so that that money is there for you to use in the future and not have to have a tax liability when you have expenses come up and take them out of the retirement accounts. I hope this information on our tax efficient retirement strategy was helpful. If you do have any questions, I can be reached uh, at my email, Cameron at MichaelBradyCo.com 
Or feel free to visit our website for more information. That's www.michaelbradyco.com. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening.